And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. You know, last week Sunday, we started a sermon on the need to be mature, the need to speak differently, the need to understand differently. You remembered, and the need to think differently. Uh, one of the verses I omitted to mention because, because of time was Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Can you quickly turn to Luke chapter 2 verse 52? I know that I won't finish everything, but I thank God there's another Sunday. Can you say thank God for another Sunday? Amen? Luke chapter 2 verse 52. I wanted to start with this verse today and then go to Proverbs. That book has radically changed my mind. But I want you to see the reason why we said this, said it's important for us to grow, amen, from spiritual immaturity to spiritual maturity is because our Lord Jesus Christ did the very same thing. The Bible says here in Luke chapter 2 verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and Jesus increased in stature and Jesus increased in favor with God and you see sometimes if we sometimes we forget that part we got a part to play with one another can you say amen amen it's not yeah yes we have to increase as Jesus did in wisdom stature and favor yes with God but we live on earth that amen thank you pastor Webb, for that one amen <laughs> Amen. No, I know it's because you were focusing. Amen. That's why you forgot to say amen. 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 But if our Lord Jesus Christ increased, and the word increase is a very important word. Amen. It means to drive forward, to advance, to grow. Again, here it is. Jesus grew. He advanced forward. In what? Wisdom. Powerful word. Now what I found out is as I read the Bible, as I delve into, I did a deep dive into proverb. I found out the words, the Hebraic meaning behind these words are not the same in our Webster's Dictionary. Well, and so today I want to spend some time, I will go to Proverbs chapter 1, we'll look at verse 2 and 3 and verse 7 and 8, amen, in a little while. Because it's 2024. And one of the most powerful books in the Bible, amen, is the book of Proverbs. As I said, this book has radically changed my life. In a, in a few moments, I'm going to share with you one verse in particular that changed my life. We've adv we advocate here that every year we read the book of Proverbs 12 times, once a month. Hmm? That's what we do here at Images of God Ministries, amen. Don't you stop. Because while I was reading the book of Proverbs, I've been in that book doing deep dives 20 years ago. And all of a sudden, God uncovered something to me. Just last week, I've been reading Proverbs chapter 1 for years. That tells you we cannot plumb the depth of God's word. That's why we must continue reading. Can you say reading? You know I'm not going to stop saying that, right? I'm on a mission for the entire world to read the Bible. Because that's what changed my life. I'm standing here today because I decided to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation multiple times. And all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden I emerged into a different individual you see things you've never seen you hear voices you've never heard you see images God began to speak with you what I'm saying is that the teacher Holy Ghost shows up and when he shows up he has he brings with him goodies can you say goodies amen. treasures amen <laughs> oh bless God amen but you got to stick with it I told the men yesterday we had the men's ministry I tell them it doesn't matter what happened this year it doesn't matter what happened keep showing up stay faithful to God keep showing up and doing what you promised God you would do it doesn't matter who's there amen because there is a day of favor that's coming Amen. You remembered we shared a verse yesterday, Psalms 105, verse 19. It says, Until the time of his word came, it's talking about Joseph. Psalms 105, 19. It says, Until the time of his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. What happened? What, what did the word of the Lord did? Joseph had a promise. He had a dream. You remember Joseph dreamed that the moon and the stars uh-huh bowed before him and he said men my brothers will be bowing before me Woo! my mother and my father will be bowing before me what he didn't know trial and you see that's where we fall apart that's where we throw in the towel during the times of trial amen because somewhere somehow the devil seems to convince us that God is not good he doesn't like us see what other Christians are doing I'm so discouraged oh give Man, I'm on a journey with God. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are on a what? Journey with God. My partner is Jesus Christ. My partner is not a man or a woman. My eyes is on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. The often finish of my faith. Who gave me that faith? Jesus Christ. Who will bring that to completion? Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor I've made up my mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm going all the way through with Jesus Christ. He increased in wisdom. So that's the verse right here. Until the time that his word came. Until the time that his, the prophecy given to him came to pass. Until the time his brother bowed to him. Until the time his father bowed to him. The word of God took him to an auction block sold to Potiphar accused of coming against Potiphar's wife thrown into prison how many of you would have given up by then so, so come on somebody uh, uh, you get what I'm saying but somewhere somehow he hung in there because he had a word from the Lord anybody got a word from the Lord this is and when I say word from the Lord, I want you to start thinking like Bible students. I'm not talking about somebody who came and tell you, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we don't have time for that. I'm talking about this right here. Anybody has a word from God, from the Bible? Have you read the Bible? And something leapt into your spirit, and you know it was the teacher of teachers, the Holy Ghost. Well, and then uh, somebody, some prophet somewhere will confirm it but it first has to start with you in your my mother used to say then in your Noah you heard of that word right you got to know it in your Noah deep down here and then whoever choose to can confirm it but you you got to get it first 
Well, some of you are looking at me strange, but that's okay. When you've been a Christian for 45 years like me, when you spend all your time in church and Bible reading and Bible studying, you'll understand. Keep on living. Praise God. So he was what, Pastor Webb? He was tried. And nobody's going to escape trying. Let me say that again. Nobody's going to escape what? Trying. 2024, there'll be more if you take, if you embrace your trying. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. In this world, you are not going out the same way you came in. The wonderful thing about it is you you can choose how you're going to go out you got a choice you can either choose i'm going to go out good i'm going to go out oh i'm going to go out bitter and mad you get what i'm saying i just hate everybody else the devil is on my case or you can say man jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness and because Jesus was anointed with the oil of I'm going out glad yes. not sad yes. well yes. well <laughs> you need to go out glad with a shout yes. amen anybody got a shout in them anybody has a shout yeah, yeah it's a shout yeah. just just a shout just arrest the devil's attention yeah, sometimes when he thinks he has me, you know what I do, Doc. Sometimes, when you know when challenges are coming, I go in the office and I bow my head like I'm going through. Yeah, and you can hear the devil, you know, giving all type of advice I didn't ask for. <laughs> and then I say, Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He runs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, because he thought he had me. You see. Thought he had me. You'll never have me, devil. Never. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> until <laughs> the time, <laughs> until the time that his word came. What tried him? The word of God. Because God wants to process you. Amen. He wants to ensure that you evolve into the person into which you were born to be. Amen. That's why I said you cannot go out the same way you came here. Can you choose to go out differently this year? Can you start working on going out beautifully this year? Yeah. Going out glad, becoming the person, unfolding. Amen. Unfolding. Listen, listen, I'm going to say something. I need you to understand that. One of my distant mentors said that to me. He said, Emmanuel, you need to unfold yourself like you peel an apple. Not an apple. Uh, an onion. See how an onion just unfolds itself? It's not concerned about other onions. No, 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 no. But it's concerned about just unfolding itself like an onion. Becoming the person into which you were born to be. You're just shedding layers. Because there is, because why? Because there is treasure in this earthen vessel. Tell your neighbor, I'm after treasure. Yeah, yeah, I'm after treasure. The treasure in this earthen vessel. That's what I'm after. Amen. You got to be tried to go through that. Amen. Tried to go through that. Because our Jesus Christ was tried. He was what? Luke 2.52. He increased in wisdom. He increased in stature. And increased in favor. 
Amen. Wisdom, stature. Stature here means maturity. Wisdom here means mastery. Are you getting me? Mastery. In other words, he mastered the art. The days are coming where we have to stop being uh, mediocre. Can I use that word? Are you get what I'm saying? And strive for mastery. Anybody striving for mastery this year? Yes. Yeah, strive to be a master at what you are doing, what you feel in your heart God called you to do. And don't do it. Amen. Lazily, don't do it. In a mediocre fashion, do it as unto the Lord. There is a verse in Proverbs I told you that changed my life. Didn't I tell you that? Proverbs 22, 29. Let me show you. I have been reading this verse all for a while. No, well, well, last 20 years, God brought this verse to me. Before that, my life was just all over the place. Just like just a roller coaster. Sometimes hot, sometimes cold. Sometimes up, sometimes down. Just emotionally, mentally, I tell you, he had me. Until the Lord brought this verse to me. 20 something years ago I was studying the book of Proverbs and the Lord said to me began talking to me about becoming a mature Christian and I came across this verse it says here seest thou a man the word man here means human being anthropos not a male man are you with me saints if you see a human being who is diligent in their business this is what's going to happen to them if you see an employee diligent in their work if you see a Christian diligent in their worship in their studying in their reading <laughs> notice it says the individual shall stand before what he shall not stand before that's a law from God. It doesn't matter what you could jump on, you could jump on it, run around it, shout at it, it doesn't change. I tried all that. I tried jumping, amen. I tried shouting at it, would <laughs> I didn't like it because I had loved being like a roller coaster. I love mediocrity. Oh, I love it because it was comfortable. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost will shake you if you really want to grow he'll put it before you and then you have a choice you know one of the most powerful thing powerful things we have as human being it is making a choice oh and sometimes if you don't make a choice you're making a choice by default I didn't know that <laughs> I didn't know if I choose not to make a choice I made one There is nothing like neutrality. Neut nothing is neutral. Where is neutral? No. There is no neutral position. Not on this earth. So the Bible says, you see a human being. And this is for everybody. This is for black people. This is for our Caucasian people. Chinese. Japanese. Uh, this will work whether the Republicans or the Democrats are in party. This will work even if, the, if, if, if independents are in party. Are you with me? This will work whether you vote or not. Praise the Lord. 
this transcends any earthly activity. Are you with me, saints? Because this is from God. Uh, <laughs> I know some of you talk, well, pastor, so and so. And I heard what you said, but I just choose to believe God. Say that, let me say that again. I am hearing what you're saying, but I choose to believe God. If God says, if you see a human being who's diligent, I'm going to break down the word diligent for you. Are you ready? Diligent. Because I found out, as I said, when I went to the Webster's Dictionary, I found out that the Hebraic meaning, meanings are different. Amen? So the word diligent, it speaks of, it means quick haste it's a, a deep dive into the word diligent refers to listen it refers to a laborer who has management ability who also possesses an excellent work ethic diligent laborers who excel in their work will not go unnoticed they will not labor in obscurity or in darkness they will catch the attention of leaders and will be promoted that's the Hebraic meaning. That's behind that word. Mm -hmm. Is God right or God right? <laughs> 20 years ago, changed my life. Because you see, there was a time I was not diligent. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. It, so, so, sometimes... We've got to be transparent. Amen. I wasn't the way I am now all the time. Amen. Even the apostle Paul was killing Christians before he got changed. <laughs> Amen. So we all got to start somewhere. You, 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 do you know what this really disappoints me? I hear preachers speak about the apostle Paul like he was somebody who fell from heaven. Yeah, they forgot, they, they, they omit to say the Holy Ghost through Paul wrote the Bible. Oh, they forgot about the Holy Ghost. Paul said this, Paul said that, and I just turned off the radio. Paul did not write a thing. Paul was inspired by the Holy Ghost. At least say that. <laughs> I'm all to give Jesus his praise and his glory. Amen. So there was a time, brothers and sisters, we all were not diligent. And the Holy Spirit asked me to bring this to your attention, to be diligent in the things of the Lord, to be diligent in what you do, starting 2024. Because whatever you do, you do it unto, that's, that's it, you do it unto the Lord. Your working is unto the Lord. Amen? Your studying is unto the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So whatever we do, we are doing it unto the Lord. That is why God asked me to mention to you the need to be diligent. Amen? In whatever you do, especially in our spiritual disciplines. Especially in what? We have history in the Bible. And how many of you know there's a time for everything? I was, I, was, I was sharing with, I'm not sure who I was sharing that verse with. Proverbs 24, 27. You don't have to turn there. Let's leave it on this right here. It says, prepare your work from without. Make it fit for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. That's what it says. It says what? Prepare your work from without. 
then make it fit for yourself in the field and after that build your house and i say this to say that there comes a time when there's a time for everything prepare your work from without is getting yourself together getting yourself educated learning a skill something that will that you can look forward to to get compensated are you with me so when you're doing that that's all you focus on you may not have you may not have a lot of time to study the bible like those of us who've been to school so you do the little that you can then after you prepare your work from without the bible says, make it fit for yourself in the field get yourself an income generating opportunity they call it a job <laughs> That's what it says, make it fit for yourself in the field. Hello? Because, can I say that? Ain't nobody paying your bills for you. Well, let me say it in proper English. No one is going to pay your bills for you. So you better make it fit for yourself in the field. And the Bible says, after you do that, what do you do? Build your house. Then you get a family. Then you, Are you getting what I'm saying? get a house but you first have to prepare your work from without so if you're doing that you don't have time to be as diligent in god's word we understand but after you've prepared your work from without after you've made it fit for yourself in the field after you build your house your diligence should crescendo let me say that again somewhere <laughs> after god has given you favor and he gives you 24 hours a day he gives you free oxygen come on somebody the least you can do is to be diligent to the things of God anyhow anyhow praise the Lord <laughs> scripture verse this one would just change my life when I did a deep dive into the Hebraic meaning of these words and I began to look around and I said, this is true because I know this individual who was diligent. This is true. I know this. Let me give you an example. In 20, 2008-2009, I worked at the budget office and Mrs. Joyce Mann's budget office at FAMU as one of the accountants there. And Mrs. Joyce Mann was the budget director. I think after she left, Mrs. Ford, I think, became the, well... I'm talking to you like you know these people, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But I was, but I was, I came, I was the last person who came in here, last accountant. There were people here, there were people there for years. And I took a hold of that verse. I would come in early. Mm -hmm. I greeted everybody. I got mad with nobody. Amen. Now there was a divide in the office. There were two supervisors. One, the office was divided in two. They would call me and say such and such and such. And then I would say, let's go talk to the other person. They would say, no. Yeah, yeah. Because you see, I have to be diligent. I'm doing it unto God. I was one of the only persons in the office who could bridge. Last person who could bring everybody together. I knew God gave me that job. And I knew I had to do it unto God. Little did I know. After a year and a half. She was writing a proposal to promote me. I didn't know that. Then we re relocated to Atlanta. The day I came to and said, 
Mrs. Menz, we have to relocate to Atlanta. She was writing the promotion that same day and the tears came from her eyes. See a man diligent. See a woman diligent. In their business unto God. Yes, we have some supervisors who are just two-legged devils. We know that. How many of you know that? How many of you come across a few of them? <laughs> but what I did with them, I went into the office early. And I went at their desk. And I begin to pray. You will change in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Today you won't look like you have a stink on your face. <laughs> you have no idea how to war in the spirit. I don't get involved with these petty things. I say good morning, good evening. And I come before you. And I stay after you to do my spiritual work. Because I'm doing it unto Jesus. Well, yeah. Let me tell you, it has worked beautifully for me. I said that too fast. It has worked beautifully for me. Some of you, God has blessed you for a job. You start talking about people. Mm? Praise the Lord. But God, this is what the Lord said to me. God said to me, he's going to give you one more chance. If you're looking, God is going to give you one more, just one more chance. Can you say more in 2024? More in 24. He's the God of a first, second, third chance. If God, he's going to give you another job. Because I, I remember, Pastor, God said to me, anybody who came down here, you know, it was 10, 15 years ago. It was a Wednesday evening. And I didn't know we were having service here. And I mean, we had almost, for that Wednesday evening, almost 25 people. And the Lord said to me, I want you to call everybody down here who doesn't have a job. I said, Lord, I'm preaching. I kid you not. I said, Lord, can you imagine me telling the Lord I'm preaching? I didn't hear anything. I, I didn't hear anything after that. I said, well, well, I think it's time to stop then. So I brought it to a close and I said, by the way, I wasn't even sure Pastor Webb because it looked like everybody had a job. I said, is there anybody here who doesn't have a job who'd like a job? Half of the people came up. And the Lord said to me, tonight, anybody who comes here, and ask for a job are you with me they will we've done that we did that and everybody got a job I met I was at Walmart on Tennessee and I met a young man he said pastor I've been looking for a job for 12 months and I just I, I just cannot he said for some reason my interviews go bad I held his hand I said God made us a promise it's not only for IOGM it's for all the children of God I prayed with him he had an interview the next day got the job right away Amen. It's, it's because God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. That's what he said. How many of you agree that's fear? I was reading the book. Of, I'm going to bring it to a close. We have communion. I want to share something with those of us who are parents, mothers, fathers. Amen. How many more minutes I have? I want to go for 30, 35 minutes. Five more minutes. Because you know we have communion. I want to share this with you. Hear my heart, brothers and sisters. I have been reading the book of Proverbs for, as I said, a long time. And last week, reading the first of the month, reading the proverb of the day, that opened my eyes to something and he asked me to share it with the children of God. 
Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1, tells us who wrote the book. Verse 2, 3, 4, and 5 tells us the reason why the book is written. Verse 7 tells us, can you go to Proverbs 7 quickly? I want to show this to you. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see this word knowledge and wisdom and instruction? I, I got to break that down for you next week. But I want to show you what the Bible says. Now, listen, what, notice what God did. He tells you the reason for the book, the purpose. Verse 2 to 6. Then he says, yeah, he said, I'm going to unload wisdom to you. But a fool won't understand it. You need to have fear of the Lord. Fear for God is deep-rooted reverential respect. Can you say deep-rooted reverential respect for God? That's what the fear of the Lord means. It doesn't mean you're afraid of God. Who wants somebody to be, to be afraid of them? Nobody. So God is going to give wisdom to those who have a deep-rooted reverential respect for him. Amen? And he said, fools don't have a respect for me, so I'm not going to give them anything. In verse 8, very, it touched my heart. Can you go to verse 8? Verse 8 says, my son, hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of your mother. Can you go to verse 9? I'll come back to verse 8. Uh-huh. Can verse, um, verse 9 quickly? Listen, the, the, listen, it says here, the instruction of a father and the law of a mother is an ornament of grace unto children's head and chains about their neck. What does a chain and ornament does? It enhances your appearance. Amen. You know how you look in the mirror without makeups? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And when you put makeup and you step in, that's another individual. That's enhancement. Well, some of you. <laughs> you got what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> like the American Express card. I don't leave home. <laughs> Ladies, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ladies, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen. <laughs> no joke, no, no lie, no lie. I grew up. You know this. You know this. <laughs> these country churches where nobody wears makeup, and you know I grew up in a church. When you come to church, all the men and all the ladies look just alike. Oh my goodness! Oh no! <laughs> no makeup, no chin, no. <laughs> So Miles Monroe, you've heard of Miles Monroe? Yeah. Dr. Miles Monroe came. I know him from, my wife and I know Miles since when he was six years old, six, seven. He came and then he preached and he said, that's nothing. He said, it's just like painting a house. God is not against that. That night, <laughs> the sisters came looking like sisters. And all of a sudden the men say, start saying, sister Elizabeth, that's you. <laughs> No lie. Next month, five marriages. <laughs> no lie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but this is what the Lord showed me. <laughs> I know it took two and a half minutes. Sorry about that. It says, my, what, God, what God showed me here, brothers and sisters, I want to share with you. 
He gave the purpose of the book. And the purpose of the book is to disseminate wisdom. Understanding. The last time I checked, that type of wisdom you cannot buy at Walmart. <laughs> you cannot get that in a classroom. Notice whom God said that type of wisdom is supposed to come from. Verse 8. I haven't seen that. It says, my son, hear the instruction of your father. From who? The first line of authority that's supposed to give wisdom to children are fathers and mothers. Well, uh, you, I, I hadn't seen that, Doc. I hadn't seen that until God uncovered it. That's why we need to read the Bible. There is always another level of uncovering. The Bible didn't say it's the church's responsibility. So we as parents, we must have something to pass on to our kids. And what's been happening, let me tell you what's been happening. What's been happening is, Pastor Webb, is when they reach at the time where we can transfer that legacy, that wisdom, we kick them out. Can I make it plain? Can I make it plain? Isaac. Now, it's a culture part of the United States. For the kids to live at 18. Amen. I looked in the Bible. I had a sister from another church. She said I can't wait for my daughter to get 18 years. I said please do not do that. She, she said she said, no, no pastor we have to. So I said show it to me in the Bible. She couldn't. She said well you know here we do this. I said I understand. Put the girl out at 18. She got pregnant five times in six years. She was not married. Do you know the same thing happens to young boys? They don't get pregnant, but something else happens. Hear me, hear me. Isaac, I know I went to the Bible. Isaac left his father's house at 40. I'm not saying your kids supposed to stay at 40. Emmanuel came to I'm not saying that, but hear me what I'm gonna say. Emmanuel came to, to his mother and I. Daddy, I need a job, I need a job, I need a job. So his mother and I said, why you need a job? You know, I'm, I'm you know, 18, I'm getting, I said, <laughs> I said, baby, come, let's talk. Mom, his mother and I said, why don't you spend one year at FSU at school and then come back and we'll talk about that. I, you know, I really need a job. I, know. I said, I'm, I said, I, I'm, I'm so excited you need a job. Some people don't want to work, but you need a job. I said, good, mommy and I will help you get a job. But can you just wait a little bit? And what's happening? His friends are talking about that. You know, and there's nothing wrong about that. Amen. Nothing wrong with it. But it can, he is preparing his work from without. It is not time to make it fit for yourself in the field. There is timing for everything. Are you with me? So, 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 listen, so, so we sat with him and we sat with him and I talked to him. So what happened was now he spent one semester about to spend another semester. He can barely breathe. <laughs> recital here, recital, recite that I'll see you. And I'm watching. But this is my point. This is my point. Hear me. I'm going to share something with you. I have in a book that's coming out. I have that's my first time I'm saying it. First time. In a child's life, parents wear different hearts at different time. When the child is born, you are now a nourisher. As the child grows elementary, you are now a disciplinarian. Uh-huh. 
then sorry an instructor you're laying down the law not this stop put down sit up are you with me nourisher instructor then you become a disciplinarian i made a mistake i have it the other way nourisher disciplinarian then instructor instructor that's up to about 12 13 14. ah now you become a mentor at just at the stage where now you become their mentor we kick them out now you're 18. the last stage where you really begin to influence them is they now become your friends the bible says iron sharpens iron so does a friend the countenance of his friend so at that friendship state when you can really pass on wisdom instructional understanding we kick them out and the, the cycle goes over and over. i met a friend of mine he tells he said to me my sons hate me i said i said what's going on i said why he said i kicked them out at 18. And they struggled. Isaac left his father's house at 40. You don't have to live at 40. I told Emmanuel, you have at least 30 years. He said, no, no, dad. I said, but I'm, I'm just telling you. His mother doesn't want it that long. His mother wants him out by 25. <laughs> but I said to him, I said to him, you, and he wants to go before, look at his face. He wants to go before 25. He doesn't want to stay in the house. And that's noble, amen, that's noble. But I, tell, I said to him, you have at least 30 years, so you can become my friend, so we can drive together, and I can talk to you how to be a husband, how to treat a wife, how to become an asset to society. Because that's my responsibility. Yeah. Children, hear the instruction of your father. And do not forsake the law of your mother. Let's get ready for communion. I'll continue next week. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. 
Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church, 850-408-8496. 